And this evening we continue our look at the Lord's Prayer. And you may remember we started off by talking about God as, as Father, right? And, and then we talked about how sacred His name is and what it means to hold that sacred. And all the blessings that we get that He's, he's given us as our daily bread. And, and that forgiveness that's there, that, that, that we are forgiven to forgive others. And here we come to the sixth petition, as Martin Luther uh, labeled them. Lead us not into temptation. And I know that for some people, temptation is just this nebulous word that just we, we use a lot, Right? Uh, but maybe aren't quite sure what it means. And if we look at the original language, it, it can be temptation or, or testing as, what, as the translation that's used. And here's how I think about this. I think of a small two-year-old who is learning what... A swimming pool is and they make it to the edge of the pool and they dip their toe in because they want to test it out before they go all in right and that can be a dangerous thing especially if there's no supervision there right that can be very dangerous but the bottom line is they they found their boundary they tested it and they went for it, all right? And for me, as I think about temptation, that's how I see it. It's this finding of a boundary and then pushing or pulling at it to test it just a little bit. And then once that testing is done, it's either one of two things, right? You're either giving in and it's sin, or you're backing up and you're saying, whoa, that, that's, that's not where I should be. And we see this temptation happening throughout the Bible, right? So it starts with Adam and Eve. And if you think about their story, they had it, they had it perfect. They had everything that you could ever want. And yet, that boundary of being a little bit more like God. What, what would that be like? And then they dove in, right? And then you have people like Solomon. Solomon was a great king. He, he built one of the seven wonders of the world in his temple. Huge, a blessing from God. And yet, we know Solomon went in the way of his wife's gods because he loved women. And, and he, he saw that boundary and he just kept going. You have Judas in this evening's narrative. And we can speculate about Judas in a lot of ways. We could say that he, he wanted Jesus to actually go into action more than he was, 
right? To, to be a mercenary and come in and be the king Judas wanted him to be. We could say that Judas really wanted the money, that he was greedy for money. And we don't know Judas's heart. But what we do know is when he went to that boundary, he went in for it. He went in for it. Now, we all have different things, right, that, that tempt us. Some of it might be money. Some of it might be greed. Some of it might be anger and not being able to control it. We have those boundary markers. And, and you know, you know what your temptation is. And you know when you've gone too far. Some of them are big and have a, a lasting impact. Right? Think about Judas. He couldn't handle it. But, but some of them are small, like the candy bar in the store, maybe, and not having the money to pay for it when you're five years old. And that temptation just to grab and go. Some of it is much, much bigger. And we all have those small and big temptations in our lives. Jesus did too. You remember that? When he starts his ministry, he goes into the desert and he is spending time with God. And he's fasting for 40 days. And at the end of that time, the devil comes and he, and he says, hey, you know what? You know what, Jesus? Well, you're, you're kind of hungry. Why don't you just make some bread from these stones? You know where Jesus goes? He doesn't go off the edge on a deep dive. He goes back to the scriptures. Right? And then, and then Satan takes him up to the actual peak of the temple. And he says, hey, you know what? If you just jump, angels will catch you. No problem. You know, the, the literal boundary. You could, you could just cross it. Jesus once again goes back to the scriptures and said, no, no. And at the end of that conversation that they've had, Jesus says, go away. Be gone. Your temptation is, is not going to catch me. I, I'm not going to find that boundary. I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to do this. And then something that he, he says in that next part of Matthew chapter 4 is always, always stuck with me. He began his ministry to the people around him saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He's just been tempted. He didn't go over that boundary. He stayed. And yet, as he starts talking to the people around him, he's saying, repent. I, I know that you've stepped over. I know that you've sinned. I know that you've made mistakes. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. We're going to come back to that concept of repenting in just a minute. But before we get there, we need to talk just a little bit about this. Lead us not into temptation. That's, that sounds strange to us, right? Um, if we look at it, 
just standalone sentence, lead us not into temptation. That would, that would make us believe, if we just read that without knowing much, that, that God actually pushes us up to that boundary and says, hey, are you going to go? And he, I, I don't think that's it. If we look at the, the poetry of the first century, which this is, the Lord's Prayer is a, a piece of poetry. Sometimes they, they do this thing where they, they point out an obvious thing that's not, so they can really highlight what comes next, right? So we, we know that God doesn't lead us to the devil. He doesn't lead us into sin or into temptation. And we even read that as we look at James. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after the desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's fully grown, gives birth to death. Gives birth to death. But lead us not in temptation. That points us forward to what we're going to talk about tomorrow. And that's the idea of deliverance. God delivers us from this temptation. Right? He's made a way forward. And so what is that way forward? Well, one of the things is repentance. Right? That's how he started his ministry and, and continued to talk to people about repentance. Now, I, I, love, I love how Diedrich Bonhoeffer talks about repentance when he talks about cheap grace. All right? So Diedrich Bonhoeffer is a theologian. He's a Lutheran theologian who lived in Nazi-occupied Germany, and, and he was put to death in a concentration camp. And just weeks before his death, he was interviewed by someone, and, and they said, what, what have we done wrong? Where have things gone so wrong that, that there's even these concentration camps? And Bonhoeffer goes, we've leaned into cheap grace. And he defined cheap grace as this, grace that was just a word. A grace that did not require repentance. It didn't require us to say, we've made a mistake. God, forgive us our sins. It was, it's a grace that doesn't see the cross. A grace that doesn't look to Jesus. It's a grace only in the term used by the church with nothing behind it. For Bonhoeffer, and I think for us, repentance and grace that sees Christ crucified, but not just Christ crucified, Christ risen from the grave, works into our lives so that we can keep that grace going. And it isn't a cheap grace for us. It's, it's a costly grace. It cost him his life. And as we see that, 
As we see that grace at work in our lives, even today, we see what it means to be delivered. Deliver us. Right? So as we look at the Lord's Prayer, we see that forgive us our trespasses, forgive us our sins. That's looking back, right? That's stuff we've done. That's the things that we're, we're repentant about. We, we need covered with grace. Lead us not into temptation. That's here and now. That's standing at the edge. Help me now. Deliver us from evil. That, I think, we're, we're going tomorrow. Well, I know that's where we're going tomorrow. But it's about what is to come for us. And so, in this prayer, we see not just the here and now, but we're praying for, for what's happened, what's here and what's coming. And how amazing is that? But uh, we don't just have a prayer that helps us understand that. Jesus, as he sits with his disciples uh, the night that he's betrayed, he's sitting there and he's, he knows what's about to happen. He knows that they have the head knowledge. They've been with him. They understand when he talks about love and forgiveness and hope because he's here. But he knew they needed something. They needed a part of him to be able to connect that head and that heart to say, yes, Jesus is with me. He is here and now because soon he wouldn't be. And so he sits at this meal, this meal that we're, we're going to partake in in just a minute, and he gives himself to them as a gift of that grace. And he does it with the words, for you. This is my body for you. This is my blood for you. That, that covered them there in that moment. But it goes beyond that because of what he did going through the next series of events. It covers each and every one of us. So that when we find ourselves at the edge, on the boundary, being pushed and pulled by temptation, we have something to fall back on. Jesus fell back on the scriptures. We fall back on him because we have the scriptures. We know his love and his forgiveness in our lives. And it becomes real as we sit and we commune together with him here and now. So we can, we can say, God, help me in this moment. Right here, right now. I know you're with me. I know you're with me. Because he's given us himself for you. As we go on with our celebrations, I should say sorrows and celebrations, right? As we look at the worship experiences to come in the next coming days. My hope is that those words ring true for you. For you. This is all done. 
to help you in those times of temptation, in, in the times of joy, in the times of sorrow. In it all, Jesus gave himself for you. Amen.